What's up, everybody? Welcome to IMM Podcast. It's your girl, Haley Talbert. And man, are we here with our first episode that we're about to kick off, kickstart. Very excited about it. I'm here with my co-host, last sister, the one and the only, Jamie Harry. And man, are we about to get into some stuff for the first episode. This is called The Come Up. And, you know, what we're about to do on this episode is talk about our upbringing, what got us involved in basketball, why we love it so much, what we liked about it, what we didn't like about it. And, you know, a couple other topics that we'll get into. First, we'll start off with my sister and uh, we'll let her go ahead and give us a spill on who she is. Well, my name is Jamie. I'm 30 years old. Uh, I live in Dallas, but I'm a, I'm from Louisiana, mm-hmm. um, Bogalusa. Shout out to Bogalusa. Um, man, a little bit about myself. I went to three different colleges, went to Paris Juco, Murray State, which is another Juco. And then I ended my last two years at Langston University, which is the HBCU. Yeah, man, went to Langston, played ball at all schools. <laughs> it was a kind of a rough start in the beginning. Mm-hmm. But um, man, thank God that he led me to Langston. It, it was it was definitely a blessing. Crazy, actually, how I got there. But it was it was all God. We'll talk about that a little bit more. But um, yeah. And what I'm about, I just, I love helping people. I love adding value to people. I love helping people reach their full potential. I just love bringing out people's greatness. You know, I want everyone to win. And I know mm-hmm. everybody got something inside, uh, got that greatness in them. Oh, yeah. Um, majored in accounting. Yeah, to be honest <laughs> with you. <laughs> Listen, hey, all I knew was I needed a a degree that was going to give me a job when I graduated. I didn't have time to play. So I was like, "Uh, let me just go with accounting because (laughs) it had to do with numbers. (laughs) And mama was accounting. I was just like, "Uh, why not? You know, so that's a little bit about me. Let the people know about you, sis. All right. So. Again, I'm Haley Talbert, uh, born and raised in Texas. Uh, Dallas is where I was born. I moved to Euless. For those of you that don't know about it, even those that are in Texas that are listening to this right now that live five minutes away from it that don't know about it, Euless is next to Arlington, literally takes me about 10 minutes to get to Six Flags. So yeah, I'm from Euless, Texas, graduated from Trinity High School. Uh, got a scholarship to come here at the University of California, Irvine, uh, where I love it. Um, I'm here on a four-year scholarship. Very blessed to have gotten that, uh, despite, you know, everything that was going on and how I felt that maybe that wouldn't happen, but it did. So it's God's plan. So I'm glad that that was a part of his plan. Um, right now, I'm majoring in education sciences. I've already finished the major Still got one year left, so, you know, don't have all the credits I need. I had to pick a minor, or I could have just went with elective classes. I said, you know, I'm here on a full ride. I might as well get everything out of it that I can. So uh, I decided to minor in business management, where I plan to um, eventually, if I can uh, take the time out, I'll try to go to another school to get a degree in uh, sports management, because I'm really passionate about everything that's sports. And um, if that doesn't go, I mean, I'm glad with what I have right now under my belt. And uh, yeah, planning to get some things started off with my sister. Eventually, like we're really excited about the future for us, especially 2021. It's the year of greatness. 
So yeah, this is It Means More podcast. And so let's get into the, the juicy stuff. So when did you start playing basketball? When we started playing, I was when five. When we started, yeah. When I, I know, that, that was me processing the question. <laughs> so I was five and um, yeah, I was. it was uh, IGBA. It was an Irving League. Uh, we found out about it through uh, a few people at our church. Mama took a, uh, took me to the practice, and that was it. Rest was history. Fell in love with it. Um, at first, I was shooting air balls and only touching the net. And, <laughs> but um, I don't know. Basketball just clicked different. You know, I remember Mama had took me to cheerleading. <laughs> Mama tried to put me in cheerleading. <laughs> that was an epic fail. That's everything. <laughs> We you went. I went to one practice, and Mama said, "You don't want to do that, do you?" Nope. <laughs> she said, "Well, that's good because she forced me to do that for a good three, four years." <laughs> so I'm glad you got your way out. I was vocal about it. I was like, "Nah, that ain't for me <laughs> at all." So, um, yeah. And then, what was the second question? Uh, just why? Why? Yeah. Why basketball? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just when. We went to that first practice. It just clicked. It, it yeah. after that, I just fell in love with it. I just fell in love with it. I didn't. Yeah. I never wanted to play anything else after that. Honestly, yeah. what about um, you? Uh, so same thing for me. Same situation. Um, we are sisters. So, uh, Jamie, my mom saw that IGBA worked out for her. So why not? <laughs> <laughs> why not me? So <laughs> I was in that league. Um, and man, it was a, a real rough start. Um, it was so rough that my dad, after like my first year of playing, he was like, you know, uh, I think <laughs> I think we should take Haley out because <laughs> she's not good. <laughs> so my dad was having second thoughts about if I should play. And um, I don't blame him because, man, air balls, we talk about air balls, talk about missed layups talk about can't pass it's just it was a whole bunch of fundamentals that I did not have down and um you know I can I consistently kept at it and look where it's gotten me today so <laughs> we just gonna think about the positive <laughs> we just gonna think about the positives because the beginning was rough um yeah. But that's with anything, though. Yeah, exactly. That's with anything. But, you know, some people just want to see the results so they can stop wasting their time. And I think with my dad, he felt like he was wasting (laughs) his time. So, uh, But um, the reason why I started playing basketball, funny thing is, uh, grew up watching Jamie play. And we're nine years apart. Uh, I forgot to tell y'all, I'm 21, just turned 21. but yeah, so I grew up watching Jamie play basketball and seeing her love it and seeing her grow friendships with people and seeing her being able to travel and just do all this amazing stuff with one sport. I was just like, man, like I want to be able to do that. And then to see how good my sister was, it made me want to be better than her. Like I used to be like, Jamie, I want to be just like you. And Jamie would be like, no, you you want to be better than me. And I was like, you know, I the time I'm like, why would I want to be better than you? I want to be like you, you know, like as far as basketball goes, um, that had blossomed me into just pushing myself to work harder and uh, day in and day out and be better than my sister. And 
you know, I, I think it's still a little a tough battle. So I ain't gonna be over here. Oh, most say. definitely, <laughs> I, it's still a tough battle. But um, yeah, so yeah. that's why the I started playing though. basketball. And uh, man, I've grown a love for it because day in day out, working on my game, trying to work on my game at least, uh, watching games, just doing all that I can to do my best with the time that I have playing basketball. So, yeah. um, when, when did um, basketball start getting serious for you? When did you, matter of fact, when did you start taking it serious? When you was like, okay, I really okay. want to go far with this. Um, so when I started taking it serious, uh, it was not in the beginning of my process of playing basketball at all. It was not, it was more towards my ninth grade summer. Um, me and my best friend Slim, we worked out for the whole summer of our ninth grade year with, um, one of our old coaches, coach Kenny. Um, and we were just like, we were just like, man, like, I want to make it like, I want to I want to make it. I want to prove everybody wrong. I want to be great. And honestly at that time like I was seeing a lot of a lot of my teammates, you know, get looks from different colleges and stuff like that. Even my best friend Slim, like I started seeing her getting looks and stuff and when we would go to camps and stuff, you see like how they'll nitpick at who they really want and who they already about to give a scholarship to. You already know that's about to happen like just the way the environment goes and the vibes go towards one person then towards you. So when I started going to camps and, and going to tournaments and, you know, man, Haley, you still haven't got a, a look at uh, by anybody. Nobody's looked at you. Nobody's really like interested in you or, or maybe it'll be like certain schools, but it's like at the time, like, Growing up back then, it's like if it's not a top school, then you like, man, I, I really don't feel like I'm doing doing much. But, you know, my reality now is like whatever college is looking at you, that that's that means something. That should For mean real. something to anybody like that's special. But to me, growing up, it's like, man, it's not enough. So I really locked into working out, getting better each and every day, each and every summer. Um, and so. Ninth grade is when my eyes open, and then I'll say, going into my junior year, I really was like, man, I can't, I can't do this. Like, I want to, I want to be great. I want to get a scholarship. I want to get looked at. And so, I'll say, ninth grade to eleventh grade, I really like was locked in, really trying to get my name out there, and really trying to push the limits. I guess. Yeah. So, um, That's what you get serious. It was about seventh grade, seventh, seventh grade. I'm trying to think. Yeah, it was about seventh grade. Um, I got on when when I started playing AAU. That's when it started getting real serious. I would go to because before that, every summer I go to Louisiana. So yeah, my seventh grade year started playing AAU. Um, started playing with Ichabon, and I was just seeing. The level, like the the skill level of the people that I was playing with and against and teammates, like we had different teams. And I always wanted to, I'm like, man, I want to get on a traveling team. I want to be on the elite team. Mm-hmm. But, and I eventually got there and it was just, I was so in awe of just being the atmosphere around great players. Like Ichabon at one point in time, female wise, had 
all the best players in the Metroplex playing for a uh, Ichiban. Yeah. It was like, you know how DFW Lee, it was like DFW Lee and Ichiban was like the top, in the DFW area was the mm-hmm. top teams in the yeah, area. Yeah, I know for sure because I used to play against Ichiban when Ichiban was still up and running and they were a great team. So I know yeah. exactly what you're talking about. We, um, man, they it was great player. But what I loved about playing with uh with Coach Gene is that it was a challenge every day. Mm-hmm. You you gotta bring it. You gotta yeah. work. And bring he wasn't ain't gonna make it right. And he wasn't the coach that wasn't gonna let. He wasn't gonna allow you to have excuses. Um, yeah. And uh, that's when it when it started getting real serious. And when I started taking it serious. Mm-hmm. It was a seventh grade year. So. That's what's up. And I, I know exactly when it did start getting serious for you. So, you know, just to see how you have, how you emerged into being this great player that I looked up to has been, it's been amazing to see. So uh, the next topic we'll get on, get in on is um, lessons that we were taught early on that still stick with us today, as far as maybe it doesn't have to be specifically related to basketball, but if it is, that's okay. Lessons. Um, man, there's so many lessons. Discipline, consistency, hard work. Um, don't move slow. Be proactive. <laughs> like, yeah. like, you know, when you rush into a game, go ahead and put on your uh, ankle shoes braces, on. shoes, all that. <laughs> that's why, like, as an adult, it, that's why I be like, man, because che- Chelsea, she a slow person. Well, she used to be a slow person to get, get dressed, and it would just drive me. Chelsea is my wife, for mm-hmm. those of you that don't know, my beautiful wife. Um, but, yeah, and so... And then I realized, I was like, where does that come from? Why does that drive me? I was like, that's it's because, like, in basketball, we just, come on, get yeah, with it. We Let's always go. on go. Always, we, on, we go. always on go. Yeah. And um, another thing, Coach Gene, what he he was the coach that he was about respect. Mm-hmm. You ain't go disrespect them. You walk in the gym, say hello. Like, and he yeah, gonna make sure that. you say hello. And if you don't say hello, he gonna tell you to walk back out and come back in and mm-hmm. do it again. Mm-hmm. So it that's was, a valuable uh, lesson. That's with anything. That's yeah. something that will stick with you for years, even after you're grown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. So he, he was big on respect and it, it just, you don't realize how it just overflows and pours into every area of your life. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, that, and, and I'm gonna be real. And when I was, if I could go back and I know we're going to get into that in a second, so yeah. I'm going to say that, but Honestly, I see all the lessons now. Yeah. <laughs> when I was in the process. Exactly. It was like, what? what's the point of this? Yeah. When I was in the process, I was just, I was just wanting to have fun, really. Mm-hmm. But play basketball at the same time. And I didn't want to be the one that sucked. So I was like, to not be the one that sucked, <laughs> I need to be good. So exactly. that, <laughs> that pushed me to like be better. But at the same time, um, I just want to at the same time have a good time. I, I should yeah. I definitely should have took basketball more serious than I did. I took it mm-hmm. serious, but I know me knowing what I know now, man, I could have took it a whole lot more serious than I did. What about you? What's a lesson that you learned? Um, so 
I shared this with you like a while, a while back, but you already know what I'm about to get in on. So um, growing up, I played for a swoosh, which was uh, Arlington swoosh, which was in Arlington um, name, self-explanatory. But uh, uh, I played on this team from, I don't really want to get into it, but maybe fourth grade or third grade, maybe third grade on up to ninth grade because that's that ninth grade summer we worked out with coach Kenny after that the team was split up so I I played with the same players for like a very long time it was like very very family oriented so um the lesson that I learned while being on that team that still sticks with me to this day is what coach Stacy uh taught me which uh she was a, a great mentor um based on hood knowledge so and by hood knowledge, we're going to get into that. So <clears throat> she taught us the five finger, uh, just just this thing about five fingers. So you have five fingers. And again, let me remind y'all, we're in the sixth grade at this time. <laughs> we're in the sixth grade at this time. I love Coach Stacey. We're in the sixth grade at this time. She said, if y'all don't get it together, y'all might end up like <laughs> four of these people on this finger or you going to make it. And the four people that's on his finger is either one of your friends is going to get pregnant. One of your friends is going to start doing drugs. One of your friends might die. May they rest in peace because I have lost a lot of friends uh, since she had taught us that. And then one of your friends is not going to make it basically in life. They're not going to get nowhere. So, And then you got that one person, which is you, that should make it. So, man, um, has that stuck with me? I, I grew up watching a lot of my friends get up on drugs. I've watched a lot of my friends die. I've watched a lot of my friends get pregnant, especially in the time right now. I don't know. The, the pregnancy rates are up. Um, <laughs> and I've watched a lot of my friends just not do anything with their lives, period. And maybe not even friends, I'll say, but associates. I don't have that many friends, so... I have a lot of associates that have gone down some of those paths. And when Coach Stacy taught us that at such a young age, like at the time we, you know, we like laughing about it. We like what the heck, like pregnant, sixth grade. Mm. And then once you start getting older and you start seeing it actually happening, you like, man, I do not want to end up like none of these people at all. You know, uh, I've seen a lot of people that I love and I'm close to, uh, struggle with drug abuse, alcohol abuse. And it was like, man, I don't want to go down none of these paths. And for Coach Stacy to bring that to us at such a young age, it's like, man, I'm glad that she did. Because if I had never heard that type of story, I probably would have been, you know, right down the same paths. Maybe not as bad as far as, you know, getting killed and stuff like that. Uh, God forbid, but man, I could have been doing drugs. I could have got pregnant. Um, a lot of things could have happened. So I'm just really grateful for that. And another thing that she taught us was that your window is closing. This is another hood logic that makes perfectly good sense. So she said, you know, you got, you feel like you have all this time in the world. Again, we're probably in seventh grade when she done told us this. So we feel, you know, seventh grade, you don't feel like, you feel like you have so many years to get better and develop and be great, this great player. 
You feel like you have so much time to get seen by coaches. You just feel unstoppable. You don't feel like college is not around the corner. You feel like, man, that's so far off. But what her logic was, if you don't take this serious and if you don't buckle in and if you don't lock in and, and really start to love basketball and really start to know what it means to get up every day, go after it, chase your dreams, then you're not going to get nowhere. And she was like, y'all, y'all think y'all have so much time, but man, that window is closing. And so visualize a window literally closing, just closing, <laughs> closing, closing. And I'm like, you know, that made perfectly good sense because man, at, at such a young age, we, we don't really understand the seriousness of chasing after a dream. And, to, uh, you know, some kids got that, some kids don't. And for her to have told us that, you know, your window closing, your time is expiring, you're about to graduate sooner than you think. It's like, man, that was so like, that was facts because seventh grade, I don't even remember it. That's how fast it went. Here I am on my fourth year, and I still remember all that she taught us. But that that time that she was talking about, it was it was legit, like real, like it just it went away like a blink of an eye. So you know, Coach Stacy, um, she she taught me so much, and I still there's still more things that I've learned from her. But you know, those are the two main things that I really cannot get over. Yeah. I think when you was talking, I was sitting here thinking another thing, you know, how I was saying that, um, that a lot of the things I learned or the lessons I see is now that I'm older, mm-hmm. it's like one of those things is about kind of like the, the hood five fingers yes, that she yes. talked about, but more so of you are who you hang around. You mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? Yeah. That's, that's the that's That's a big uh, one that's yeah you are who you hang around because like with basketball and and I would you know just share this with any athlete out there you know Mm -hmm. that's trying to um you trying to make it or or you're trying to go far with whatever sport that it is Mm -hmm. like be around people that challenge you yeah be around people that push you don't want to be the only best player on the team because you the best compared to who Exactly. You get what I'm saying? Exactly. So like that's why that that's another reason why I loved Ichiban. Like I loved it because and and of course I play with uh Swoosh, but Ichiban, mm-hmm. it was just and, and Swoosh, we had a great team. Like it was a great yeah, team. Did. Yeah. But Ichiban, it it was just different. You get what I'm saying? Like you are who you hang around. Mm-hmm. If if you around people that are higher caliber and skill level. Guess who's next? You. Exactly. You, <laughs> you get who's what I'm next? saying? So cause you wanna you wanna reach in and 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 you know model the people that's above you. Mm-hmm. And same thing, you know, with everything in life. Whoever you hang around, you the average of who you hang around, you are who you hang around. If you wondering why you're not making the money you you know, if you're not where you wanna be, check your surroundings, see who around you. Yeah. Because sometimes you gotta <clears throat> separate yourself from people in order to get where you're trying to go. If if, yeah, if it's important right. to you. And and also uh, just because they may be your friends and you may think that they got your back, 
uh, I have learned by experience. People, they want to see you fail. Some people out there want to see you fail. They might be all in your face like, man, how you been? How you doing? And, and <laughs> soon as they, as uh, soon as you turn your back, man, Haley doing such and such over here. She over here, man, she's slipping. Da, da, da. You know, people, they, they want to see you see you act full they want to see you on your off day they want to see you at your worst they it's so many people out there wishing bad on you and, yeah. and you don't even know it because you you want to be friends with everybody you want to be cool with everybody you you want to be the funniest the most likable you know it's not about that sometimes sometimes you really got to step away from the scene really scope it out really look at what's going on really see who is who and, and what they really about and right. once you once you see that and you see that they not for you don't try to force it and don't, don't try to force it. Get, get out, get yeah. out, leave, let it go. Find you some people that really want you want the same success as you. And then yeah. want that same success for you. Cause there's people that want the same success as you and they don't want to see you make it. Can I, can I get an amen? Can I amen. get an amen? But amen. it's some people out there that want to make it and want you to make it too. So, you know, mm, yeah. that's that's just the, the lesson of uh, from the Bible that I'm going to spit out there right there real quick. God, you <laughs> touched my heart. So, yeah. <laughs> nah, but for real, I what's crazy is like, I'm really learning that even more and seeing it clear. I ain't going to say learn it, but seeing it clear now. Mm-hmm. I can see the difference because what the point you just made is some people they want they want what you have not what you have but they they want to be great yeah they see your greatness mm-hmm. they want to be great but mm-hmm. they don't want you to be great mm-hmm. you get what I'm saying mm-hmm. like what to your point like I'm I'm understanding that more and I'm seeing but uh, the difference because people that really want want the best for you they gonna hold you accountable. Yeah, and that's another thing. People that see, we have it so. Sometimes we have it so confused. Like we think, like how you were saying, be likable and stuff. The people that like yeah. us and all that stuff. Oh, they they are friends. They want yeah. the best for me. Yeah. No, it's the people that's telling you, hey, you. It's the ones checking you. The it's one the ones checking you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the ones pointing out your strengths, the ones telling you, yo, step in that, go for that. Yeah. You know, and the ones also don't mind telling you, look, that ain't right. You need that to ain't right. Or pick up the consistency, like yeah. what you doing? Like yeah. you, like you said, slipping. Mm-hmm. So those to me, I'm seeing clear, like even more that those are the people that you want around you. You don't want a bunch of yes men, everybody that fans. Mm hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, you don't want I know all exactly that. exactly what you're saying. Those people that, that say, wake your up. Yeah. <laughs> we trying to keep this PG, y'all. Uh, but those that's trying to tell you to wake up, get up out the bed, come with me. Come come get some work in with me. Come yeah. come do this with me. Come yeah. come come to church with me. Come see this with me. You know, uh, people like that, 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 that want you to come tag along and also gain some knowledge, some wisdom, some just something powerful, meaningful, positive from the experience. Those are the people that you need to keep around you. It, it's just, that's just life. That's true, you know? And you respect it more. 
When mm-hmm. somebody's holding you accountable, you respect them because yeah. that lets me know you want the best intentions for me. Exactly. You're not trying to be me. You're mm-hmm. not trying to bring me down. You're mm-hmm. not trying to do any of that. You're mm-hmm. trying to lift me and elevate me because you see the greatness in me too. And you yeah. want it to come out. See, that's what, those are the people yeah. I want around me. And that's that's who I want around me. Yeah. I don't know about y'all out there. Like, I hope that y'all don't want no, some yeah, yes, yeah. we don't want yes man we don't want that so that that just ties in honestly for people that push you we're gonna get on the topics of coaches <laughs> who, who who's been your toughest coach that has pushed you and wanted to see you do great so it could either be you know a positive thing that you you now see and it could have been negative in the moment but what is something that you gain that from a coach that has pushed you um, I would say Coach Cannon. Um, <laughs> Cannon, Cannon, <laughs> Cannon, Cannon, Cannon. Yes. Um, but no, like you know, Coach Cannon, she she got her ways. Nobody perfect. <laughs> Nobody perfect. Nobody perfect. But being under her coaching, she she created the beast in me. Mm-hmm. Her between her and Coach Jean. Yeah. They created the beast in me. The the keep pushing. Yeah. Get up, keep going. It was that tough love. Like Coach mm-hmm. Cannon was tough. Like sometimes, you know, her words might have been a little bit a too little much. too tough. A little, a little bit. Piercing. Yeah. But but no, she she um man, I think that her, she's helped me a lot in just my adult life of not mm-hmm. ever giving up. On yeah. top of that, mama. But you know that's a yeah, whole other topic. I know we talking about coaching, but mm-hmm. but yeah, Coach Cannon, that get up, keep mm-hmm. going. Like you ain't got time for that. Like he, she <laughs> she expected. Keep pushing, man. Yeah, she expected excellent. Yeah. Even though we not we weren't perfect, she mm-hmm. was expecting between her and Coach Jean, they was expecting perfection. Yeah, and. I- and if it didn't get perfect, Cannon, so I know exactly what yeah. you're talking about. And if it wasn't perfect, we about to do it over again mm-hmm. until it, get <laughs> until perfect. it gets perfect. So it's just it, like when coaches be talking about, <laughs> let's do another line or uh, another suicide after you d- just done missed it. So you think it to yourself, now how am I about to make this one when I couldn't even make the last five. <laughs> well, it, and then they come out with a lesson because you sure did make it because you did not want to run it yeah. that seventh, eighth, or ninth time. So it's coaches like that that push you and, and see that you can do it, that you got to really be thankful for. Even right. if you feel like, man, I'm so sick of this coach. I'm so sick of doing this. You'll you'll see later on in in in, in life that it's been a powerful, meaningful thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But with that being said, to a player out there that may you have a that you may have a similar coach, don't allow their perfection to cause you to get that in you. Yeah, because it it could hinder you mm-hmm. because you're always waiting for everything to be perfect and everything, everything has to be perfect. right right before you do something, mm-hmm. and that's not the case. It's okay yeah. to mess up. It's okay to fail. Get back up again and keep going. Exactly. Um, you know, at, yeah. she she was tough in, in many ways. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes it was the perfection was too much because you got to allow people to make mistakes. 
Because mm-hmm. then if you don't and they get older, now they feel like when when they mess up on the first try, oh my gosh, it's the end of the world. I so coaches out there, yeah. hear me when I say don't be that coach. Because mm-hmm. don't take your player out when they make one mistake. Because then when they grow up in life, that's why they quit on everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they I, make I, one mistake. I feel that. Yeah, because I've I've met so many players that you know they 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 strive for perfection, and when it's when they don't see it, they're quick to give up, or they're they're quick to feel like they're not good enough, or mm-hmm. and they'll say, "Man, I'm giving it my all, and it, it's still nothing's paying off." And so they just you know they like, well, I'm just gonna stop doing it, and it's like, man, you you don't realize like from what you seeing compared to what I'm seeing. You you seen all the negatives, but man, on my side, it's like I see something so positive, so good, so great. And even for me, sometimes I can be a perfectionist and I can get really down on myself. And that's been something that I've had to really like sit down and talk about and really understand that, man, it's okay to it's okay to mess up. It's okay to not be perfect all the time. It's okay to to have these uh, inconsistencies every now and then, you know, it's okay for that. You it's just what you do with that right and wh- and how you how you go about it after so i've really you know done some personal development on that topic specifically not nah, for real mm-hmm. and then when you sit down with yourself and get to the root of what's causing it you realize that it ain't even got nothing to do with you no nah. that that perfection didn't even come from a trait that you already had you get yeah. what hey. the perfection of where it's hindering because it's mm-hmm. a good perfection and it's a, a, a bad perfection. Yeah, it, right. it really is. It really is. But what about you? Who is your toughest coach? Whether good, bad, in between, both. <laughs> hmm. I'll go with Coach Kenny. Um, again, my AU coach from Arlington Swoosh. Um, he pushed us day in and day out. And he, he would push me also because I used to do like individual skills with him because I'm like, man, Coach Kenny. I want to get in more work. I want to, whenever you can, if you can come pick me up. Cause you know, mom, she didn't get off at a, a certain time. So I, and you know, with driving, we couldn't go there all the time. Cause where we stayed, you Liz, compared to where we practiced, which was all the way in Oak Cliff. That's about a good 40 minutes, especially if there's traffic might be an hour. So, um, uh, he was a tough coach because he pushed me. He pushed me beyond my limits. He pushed me where I'm thinking in my head. I can't, I can't do this. What are you talking about? You talking about go in between the legs, behind the back, between, 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 behind, uh, cross, 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 uh, fade away, floater at the same time. You know, like stuff like that. It's like, man, I can't do this. What are you talking about? He saw in me my own full potential before I could even see it. You know, uh, it was a, a certain time. We had a game, and Coach Kenny, uh, he was like, man, Haley, I feel like this your day. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, you a shooter. You know that, right? I, and, you know, I had never shot a three in the game because just confidence. Um, another topic, confidence uh, is something that really held me back a lot growing up. And so this one game, this one game uh, that we had, I probably hit a good six threes that game. And Coach Kenny had called it before it even started. And he was like, 
you you got to believe in yourself. You have to realize that you are great. You got to realize like, man, can't nobody guard you out here. And so, you know, I'm 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 not the type to be cocky. And I feel like when stuff when it comes down to things like that, at the time I was like, man, this is me being cocky, and I don't really like it. And I don't know, maybe it's how I grew up and how I sheltered myself and how I tried to stay out of the the light and all that. Um, but that game was an eye opener for me because man, have I been shooting since and man, have I been wanting to be more confident than ever since. And I, it didn't, I'm not saying specifically that game, my confidence just blew up. It took, it took time, but that was just the, the opening for me. And because of coach Kenny pushing me day in, day out, we getting working, we, we going to the track, we, we staying in the gym, we running upstairs with weights and stuff. We we doing ropes and all that. We we getting in our ball handling, making sure we do about 10 minutes, 15 minutes of that, go straight into shooting every day. And for him to consist for him to stay with me throughout that whole process, he doesn't realize how much he opened the doors for me because he the way that he pushed me was so positive and beneficial for me that it has held on to me to this day where I'm like, man, if I didn't, if I didn't have him as my coach, there's no telling where I would be right now because he's the one that made me have that mentality that I can work out on my own and I can go and chase dreams and I can, you know, not, not stay with where everybody else is at. You know, some players, they don't want to go work out. So I, he got that mindset in me where it's like, if they don't want to go work out, then you can still go do it. You can go on your own. You can, you can. So man, that's been a blessing to have had, to have been able to grow up with a coach like that. So uh, next we're going to get into is what is basketball to, to us? You go first. <laughs> I'm right. processing it. All right, all right. <laughs> um, I say basketball to me is my outlet. Basketball is yeah. where I get, I take a step out of reality. I just feel like it's just me, a ball, and, you know, can't nothing hurt us. Uh, with basketball, it's opened so many doors for me. It's changed my life tremendously. It's made me get out of my comfort zone. It's made me deal with a lot of different, like, life lessons. And I'm forever grateful to have been able to play this sport. It's open yeah. doors as far as me getting a full ride scholarship uh, coming from, you know, not not the most wealthy family coming, <laughs> you know, coming middle, middleish, lowest, whatever class you want to call it, middle class. Um, you don't you don't have all the funds that you you need. <laughs> you said, <laughs> I just, you said lowest, <laughs> lowest. <laughs> I, I'm just trying to be real. I'm just, I, you told me to be real, so I'm gonna go lowest, middleest, like you know, people, people, exactly. People look at me and they say money. People think I automatically have so much money. No, I just spend money on expensive things now that I, I have it, and that's to my scholarship, um, and also save it as well. But when you give a kid more money than they've ever seen in their life, it's like dang. So I had to. I had to do some development on that too. Haley has a lot of development that she's going through or is going to go through. So we're not going to get into that right now. That will be another uh, episode. But yeah, we all so have development. Mm-hmm, I know, but I've been touching on my topics hard today. So we gonna <laughs> I'm a I'm a lesson to blow on my lesson the spotlight on me. 
But yeah. Hey, ain't nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that. It makes you relatable. Somebody. Yeah, it makes me relatable, but also, needed to you know, that. I'm real. Yeah. <laughs> we it, all human. So. Yeah. For but, me. Um, oh, go ahead. My bad. I thought you. No, um, I'll, I'll hurry up. So, um, <laughs> since since you want to cut me off and stuff, so let me hurry up. Um, but yeah, basketball. Uh, you know, Jamie, I forgot what I was going to say anyway. So you know, get into it. <laughs> Go My for bad. it. I thought you were done. I was. No, I, I really just forgot where I was at. Okay. Well, if you remember it. Feel free to cut me off. <laughs> <laughs> like you did me. I, I'd love to do that. Um, now, nah, basketball definitely was an outlet. Um, it just, when I would be frustrated, when I would be, I just felt like <sighs> basketball didn't judge me. Basketball didn't, yeah. you know, it was just, I don't know. It was, it was fun. It was fun. Yeah, I loved fun. it. Yeah. yeah, I loved it. I loved the game. been fun. Yeah. I love the game. I love the battle. I love the the intensity in it. Yeah. Um, you know, like Haley said, it definitely opened a lot of doors. It definitely taught me a lot of lessons. Mm-hmm. I think that's my, you know, why I'm so competitive now or not even in, competitive in a good way. But um, yeah, it's that's why I don't give up on things. I, mm-hmm. I think um yeah, a lot of who I am is because of basketball. Def- mm-hmm. Definitely. It's played yeah. a big part. And, yeah, man. it's And I still love it. Like, that's the thing. I think when you really loved it, like, when you really, truly loved it, it doesn't matter how old you are, you're going to mm-hmm. always love it. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Like, when I see a gym, when I see a goal, we can be – in somebody's yard, I feel like I got to shoot. Mm-hmm. If I hold, have a ball in my hand, I feel like I got to dribble. Mm-hmm. We could be walking in Walmart. I get on Chelsea nerves all the time. I grab one of the balls and I start dribbling it. Girl, if you don't put that ball down. But it's just habit. It just comes like you feel like you got to play. And you really never lose it. You just get out of shape. <laughs> yeah. That's it. You never I'm, I'm being honest, you never lose it. You never yeah. lose your skill unless you just didn't have any in the first place. Yeah. But you never really lose your skill or your talent of it. You mm-hmm. just get out of shape. You can't mm-hmm. go like you used to. But to this day I still um man, I love the game. Yeah, I love the game too. It's something I I watch twenty four seven. I I watch like all my teammates know. Around when season comes and stuff like that, Haley got her phone in her hand watching games because that's how much I love basketball. Like, it's a lot of people out there that's like, man, I don't know how you play basketball and then you watch it at the same time. Even some, like, even people that I know that personally play basketball, they'll be like, like, basketball cool and all, but I don't know. I'm not about to sit there and watch it 24-7. So, you know, you got people like that. And then there's people like me that love watching the game 24-7. You, that's, how you, that's how you see what you can do, what you can work on, if you can do moves like this. Like, it's just so many things that you can get from the game. Vision, court vision, basketball yeah. IQ. So, and I think that just goes as far as, like, there's different types of players. And it, some players, they don't even got to watch film or anything like that, and they just naturally have the ability. So, you know, we got people that's blessed like that. But for me, not that case. Got to watch, um, got to develop. I wasn't born with the ability to just, you know, play like freaking 
Cheryl swoops and all that. I wasn't born with that ability. So I'll forever be grateful to have played this. I mean, it's gotten us to do this podcast. We have something to talk about besides ourselves, even though we're still <laughs> talking about ourselves. But yeah. at least we're incorporating basketball. So, you right. know, it's 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 really nostalgic. Is that a good word? Yeah, fancy. I know. Fancy, I'm, fancy. UCI is paying off. <laughs> As always, as always. <laughs> Man, that that's going to tie us into our close, and, and we're going to close on this topic. And um, that, that being, you know, what has made you become stronger because of the way that you were brought up, your come up. That, and that's the, the whole point of this episode. What made you stronger in your come up? Man, I think my whole journey. Mm-hmm. everything from when I was a little when I was a child I was going through stuff <laughs> like, yeah, man. I was seeing stuff I, had, stuff I shouldn't have went through some of the stuff a I went through stuff, you know it, it goes back to you can't be I mean you can't it's nothing that you can do with how you was brought in in this world and your past don't define you but mm-hmm. yeah like you know I seen certain things with my mom and my dad the things that they went through My mom went through, my mom, just to be completely honest and transparent, my mom's been through physical and and, uh, mental abuse, spiritual abuse, abuse (laughs) in different ways. You get what I'm saying? So being the oldest and having to see certain things and hear certain things and hearing how people talking to your mom and treating your mom, it, 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 yeah, it makes you strong. Mm-hmm. Because you realize I don't. First of all, I don't want that. Nope. Second of all, I gotta do something so my mama don't ever have to worry about some of the struggles she went through. Yeah, you feel know what I'm saying. So my whole journey from when I was a kid, and I'm not with that being said, I'm not saying the whole journey was a struggle. Like we didn't <laughs> have any happy times or nothing like we that. Had, but we had plenty of happy times. You know? Yeah, we did, yeah. but. We had plenty of not good happy yeah. times. <laughs> and that's just life. Yeah. You shouldn't, shouldn't have to sugarcoat it. Right. But what grew my strength and made me who I am today with the, the mindset was just the whole journey. My experience through college, the things that I went through, the way that coaches treated me, the way, the relationships that I was in, you know, the, um, you know, different friends that so-called have your back but really don't you know um all types of stuff I've seen all types of and I'm not saying that I was perfect either Mm -mm. but it was just that whole process into getting to a place where you know getting in environments now that that are amazing not Mm -hmm. saying that they're not flawed but the people aren't flawed but it's just people that want more people that's driven people that's going for what they want you know people that's making the income I want people that have the mindset that I want people that's working on them daily just all that other stuff that I went through came to this point and that's that's powerful for you to to realize what you went through is the reason why you are who you are today and the reason why you want to be more than what you saw growing up so yeah. I say what about you? Yeah, I say what's made me stronger is, you know, again, how I was brought up, but also, you know, just 
the the negatives in life that I went through. And I don't mean to say like those negatives are what, you know, I keep a negative mindset and stuff like that. No, those right. negatives turn into positive. So growing up, I experienced a lot of stuff, went through a lot of stuff. I, I went through stuff that I don't even talk about and I'm not going to now, but you know, I'm not saying that it's something that I hold on to. I have a problem with, uh, there's just some things that you can't talk about, but man, you know, all of the negatives that I went through, it made me say, man, I want more. I want to be better. I don't want to, I don't want to go through this again. I don't want to go through this experience. I want to be, I want to be able to say I made it. And when I have kids, I want them to be like, man, my mama, she, she, she was all this and a bag of chips, yeah. you know, like she, she was great. Like I love my mom. And regardless of how we were brought up and regardless of the things that we went through, we we went through, you know, some great times with our family, went through some hard times with our family. But that's not going to I'm not going to bring those hard times into my family. And I feel like that's that's something that a lot of people don't get or they try to say that they're not trying to be like, like, I don't want to be like, you know, I'm not trying to be like my dad or I'm not trying to be like my my mom, you know, how they were and how they treated me growing up. And then you see that they still are doing that same exact thing. And so that's what I don't want to do. And I'm going to hold myself accountable because, you know, talk is talk, but it's all about how you walk about it and and how you do about things after that. So I'll say, you know, that's, that's really what's made me stronger. And that's really what's made me want to push and day in and day out. That's why when you see me, I'm focused. I'm not trying to go into all the, the, the stuff that everybody else is on for, you know, the time being. Like, I'm thinking about long-term and, and bigger plans and bigger things. And, and, you know, to be around, you know, a sister like Jamie, a brother like Braylon, my mom, my dad, my my grandmas, my, my aunts, my uncles, cousins, you know, our family, we're not perfect at all. But one thing that I have learned from both sides of my family is that regardless if you feel like, man, they don't care about me, they do, you know, they, they, everybody keeps up with you. And I, it took me a while to realize like, man, like I got family on Facebook that talk about me and I don't even know about it, you know? And that's just, you know, that's just that love. What's one thing that really has helped you? Yeah. What you went through, but what was one thing that kind of made you even stronger made you not care what people think about you because y'all one thing about my sister she's always in in something that I've always admired of her is that she have that I don't care what you think about me attitude and I admire it so much because I think we live in a world now where so many people care what other people think of them but what was that thing that got you to that place where you I don't care what nobody think of me. I'm going to be Haley. I'm going to do me, um, whether you like it or not. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, whoa. That, that, you know, that's a, that's a good question because it get deep. Um, you know, growing up, I dressed girly, was girly, 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 girly. And then at a point in time, I'm like, man, you know, I, I like to dress like, you know, chill, tomboy is cool. And so I decided today I'm going to wear some cutoffs, <laughs> a button up, some <laughs> Sperry's was cool back then. So some Sperry's. So I, uh, 
I look like the hood uh Flor- Floridian white dude, basically. So <laughs> so um so I, I had that fit on and um you know my mom, the heck do you got on? What are you doing? <laughs> you are not going out the house like this, you know. And so, and for those of you that know our mom, y'all know. Like. Yes, if you know, you know. <laughs> and and so, you know, that day, that's ninth grade, ninth, the start of my ninth grade year. And from then on, you know, I'm about, I went through a lot as far as coming out and being who I want to be and loving who I love, liking who I like. You know, I went through hell and back. And uh, a lot of people that do know me, they know my story because I'm not afraid to tell it. I don't I don't care to tell it. But, you know, just because of, you know, this being the first episode and everything, uh, I feel like we could save that for a later topic yeah. to get in on. this. Yeah. So, yeah. man, tune in to because it's going to be some good stuff that we're going to be talking about. Yeah. But, um, yes, yeah, I think the type of feeling, the emotions that you was feeling from mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. I I went through it as an adult. Yeah, I went and that through can it be as hard too. What? Because now you're trying to find yourself in in you're in the real world and you're grown and just trying to navigate. I've always known, but when I because you know, like I had told you, I was like Haley, wait till you get out of school. Haley didn't wait. Haley was like, yeah. I'm in, you know, ninth grade, <laughs> and so yeah, I, that's yeah. why you tell that's, me. Yeah, that's why I didn't experience it really at home. But yeah. I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I went through through some mm-hmm. stuff. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. We'll get into that yeah. later episode, but um not to the extent that Haley went through, but I experienced that that sadness in my adult life because uh I got attacked from other people mm-hmm. like that wasn't family. And I thought mm-hmm. where we meeting for other stuff and they had an agenda and yeah. it was kind of tough and I went through but like you said, I don't regret it because it strength. God used it to strengthen me, mm-hmm. and um, he did. that's that's what made me so. That's one of the things that made me stronger too, is that process. So uh, please stay tuned in. Follow us on all platforms if you can. Next yeah. week we got an interview. We're interviewing. You all right over there? Yeah, my eyes are actually <laughs> killing me. Just next now. week we interviewing Miss um, Sydney Johnson. She is an incredible black woman. Um, she's a trainer out in the Houston area, doing mm-hmm. some big things out there. She ran track um, at UTA, mm-hmm. um, and she's gonna uh, be on with us, and we're gonna interview her and ask her some questions, so y'all can get to know Miss Sydney, but also know what she's about and. Um, mm-hmm. So you can, uh, if if you need looking for a trainer, she the one. So uh, yeah, stay tuned. This was our first episode. It's called the Come Up. Uh, I'm glad to start this with my sister. We started things off right. We getting it on a personal note already. Just getting straight to it. Uh, so man, tune in next week. It's gonna be a great one. Uh, and everybody just have a blessed week. Have a have a blessed whatever day you're listening to this on. And right. Be safe, man. Be safe. And please wear your mask. And remember, <laughs> Black Lives Matter. Thank you. Hey, let's get it.